0: If I have committed to saying, like, I'm a Christian, which means I've the old self has been done away, and I'm putting on the new self, as it says in Ephesians, then my life should look different than my old self, and my life should look different than people in the world who are living still in that old self, a worldly, earthly, sinful self. I just heard breaking news. I just heard that a lab in China crossed the genes from an angry sheep and a moody cow. And you know what they got? They got an animal that was in a bad mood. Yep, that was a good one. (laughs) Hi everyone, welcome to episode 123. It's so great to be back with you. As a reminder, if you are a first time or continuing listener and you have not yet rated and reviewed this podcast, that helps us so much. It helps other people find it, helps our podcast go up in ratings. So please do that. Actually leave a review. Don't just leave the stars, but actually write what do you like about this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Uh, The highest compliment you can pay us is to share this on social media or share it with friends. But if you do share it on social media, make sure you tag us. Uh, So at Mana Food for Thought on Instagram or at Mana F, the number four T on Twitter. You can find all of our content at manafoodforthought.com as well as become a financial sponsor by clicking on the Patreon tab and supporting the podcast for as little as $1 a month because it does cost money to put this on, and we're so grateful. Patrons get perks. Perks are in the works, and I'm just going to keep saying that until I manifest it into reality. But it's so good to be back with you, and let's get into our Joy Junk and Jesus. Please let me know what yours are. I love hearing them. Comment on uh, you know this post, on especially on Instagram, and just share your Joy Junk Jesus. That'd be super great. Um, or send them to me in a private message if you don't want the whole world to see. That'd be great, too. I just want to know you and what's going on with you. So my joy is uh, a couple things this past week. My wife and I celebrated our nine-year wedding anniversary. I had to do quick math. I um, we went out to a really nice dinner at the Ritz Carlton, which we don't get to do very often. Um, and that was really wonderful, really delicious meal. And uh, we got to go do an escape room after that too, which we love to do. So it was all Harry Potter themed. And, you know, we've been big Harry Potter fans since we were kids. So um, don't know if that's controversial for you. Some Catholics don't like Harry Potter. But anyways, we can talk about that at a different time. But anyways, um, that and then I think it was the next day. Yeah, the next night we went over to some friends' homes for dinner um, because the the husband of the couple, he is helping coordinate and plan the pilgrimage that I am leading next summer in Italy uh, with my spiritual director, Father Tim Donovan. So uh, if you're local or not even local, if you want to go on a pilgrimage next summer, Uh, a journey with the saints through italy from june 17th through july 1st two weeks all meals included you can get your flight included all hotels everything included Um, i don't know the price yet but it will be reasonable and uh, i'll be there my whole family will be there my in-laws will be there to help with the kids like it's going to be a whole big parade and you know a lot of people are interested and so if you want to know exactly when that goes up so you can sign up please let me know Uh, but i'm very excited about that bringing a lot of joy my junk, I still have some holdover junk from last time, which is I'm, I'm getting increasingly, I don't know what the word is, not necessarily frustrated, but like impressed in not a good way at how people who are much older and should be much wiser and who are in ministry um, just can sometimes act like cranky, immature children when things don't go their way or when they don't understand something and they're just like, well, I'm not going to do this. And it's just like, can we like grow up a little bit? Can we recognize like what you're actually getting mad at here is like really insignificant. So, uh, that's just been kind of a junk, but the big junk was last night at Bible study. Bible study was amazing. Wonderful. You should come Monday night at seven thirty. but it was my first week without, um, our faith formation assistant and my good friend Katie who usually helps run all the tech stuff. And so that was all up to me, which is not good. And, I think I did not plug the microphone in all the way or something, because when I exported the video, there was no audio. There was just this like buzzing sound, which stinks. So I had to re-record some version of Bible study in my office today, along with all the other stuff that I had going on. So I was not planning to do that, but uh, I think it turned out really good, and it's already up on YouTube. It's It'll already be out on this podcast once you know, you're listening to this, so... Um, yeah, no harm, no foul. Stuff happens. Life happens. But usually we um, we have Zoom as a backup. Zoom records. But we discontinued Zoom as of last night. And so, of course, that's when it would happen. So that was a little junky. My Jesus moment was I got asked to lead worship um, for the Diocese of Orange Youth and Young Adult Convocation, which is like their annual, um, I don't know what you would call it, like training retreat. Kind of inspiring, let's go, let's do this year kind of thing. And it was so great, first of all, to be back in a room with ministers and hearing them all worship and pray. And it was also really great because um, they asked our band to come, or at least some of our band, and then scheduling things happened, sickness happened, and I ended up being the only one who could be there. And it's been a while since I've led worship, especially on my own. And so I wasn't feeling super confident going into the day. And I was just like, you know what? This is not about me, Lord let the Holy Spirit take over. And just, it was, it just felt very anointed. And I had many times where I was just kind of like watching it all happen outside of myself, which is really when I feel and know like the Holy Spirit's really taking over and in charge and always just feel so blessed and so, um, humbled by just being, of being able to serve in that way and feel like God is using me. Um, it's just so cool when that happens. So, Yeah, a lot of great stuff um, going on this week. Next week, Hannah starts preschool, which is crazy. Um, So pray for her, pray for us. Um, This episode, this week, I was looking at the episode, and it's episode one, two, three, and I was like, huh, in order. And it made me think of a lot of conversations I've been having lately about how to live an ordered life. And I know I've been talking about this here and there a bit, and this might have little pieces and bits from the last episode or some previous episodes, but I really wanted to offer to you kind of uh, the, the challenge I've been offering to several people about how to make sure you, you're living a balanced and well-ordered life and committing to the things that really matter. And to stick to that, to share it with someone else. Now, if you're single, you can do this on your own. If you are married or you're in a serious relationship, you're preparing for marriage, whatever it might be, these are things that you and your significant other should do on your own and then come together and see how you can support one another or how you can combine some things to really make them kind of oriented toward benefiting your marriage, your relationship, and really um, kind of prioritizing the things that really matter. Um, and this has to do with really just looking at three areas of your life your mind, your body, and your soul. And um, someone I know, an uh, older gentleman at our parish named Jim, who's helped me with confirmation before, someone I really admire and uh, really just, yeah, he inspires me a lot. Someone, a mentor of his, told him that um, they try every day to invest an hour, if they can, in their mind, their body, and their soul. And so spending some time in, you know, um, stimulating their mind, their education, reading, uh, exercising, eating well, you know, praying, you know, and, and we think of all of that, all the different things you could do. And that is good to prioritize doing for your overall health and benefit. Uh, an hour is really not that much every day, even if you are very busy, because these are things that can be done all throughout little pockets of the day. So not one hour sitting necessarily. So I want to turn to scripture first and not just see this as like this is a self-help, Matt guru type of thing, but really show like in scripture. And I'm thinking also in the tradition of the saints, there's this famous quote from St. Augustine where he says, pray as if everything depends on God, work as if everything depends on you. And that really is the mentality we should have going into this, recognizing like we're not trying to do this for our own self edification. We're doing this to try and be good stewards of the life and the body, the soul that God has given us to be connected to him, to pray and be devoted to him, but also to put in our own effort and not just be like, well, God will do this. Or, you know, I'm not going to prioritize that because I don't feel like God is calling me to that now. Like there are certainly there are certain naturally ordered uh, avenues of excellence or wholeness and health that it should just be obvious and expected that we should commit to because when we don't, it affects us in a negative way, you know, psychologically, physically, et cetera. So... I'm thinking of um, Philippians chapter four, verse eight, where Paul is talking to the church in Philippi and he says, "Uh, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. These should be the things we're reflecting on each day. We're setting goals about that we're really meditating on that we're bringing to prayer and asking for growth in. You know, growth in virtue, not growth in um, zeros on our paycheck, growth in excellence and in um, in purity and in uh, faith and not growth in status or promotions at work, etc. Sure, you can pray for those things, but if those are like the prime thing that you think about, prioritize and pray about, like, We might need to take a step back and recognize like, okay, when I get that, then what, you know, when I get that, what's going to happen next, what am I going to want next, and it's just going to reveal there's this insatiable hunger for more when we're chasing after really shallow bits of food, you can say, you know, um, really earthly things that don't satisfy. And uh, it made me think of Daniel, the prophet Daniel, because there's a lot of places in Daniel where Daniel um, is, is shown and described as having an extraordinary spirit. Uh, And one place is in Daniel chapter 6, verse 4, where Daniel is kind of um, brought before all these other ministers and um, is consulting the king on some matter. And it says, Daniel outshone all the ministers and satraps because an extraordinary spirit was in him. And the king considered setting him over the entire kingdom. And made me think for myself, like, do I have an extraordinary spirit? Is there something in me that people look at and say, oh, there's something different about him again, not for my own pride or my own self edification, but to recognize, like, if I have committed to saying like, I'm a Christian, which means I've, the old self has been done away and I'm putting on the new self, as it says in Ephesians, uh, chapter four, I think, um, if I'm really committed to doing that, then my life should look different than my old self. And my life should look different than people in the world who are living still in that old self, a worldly, earthly, sinful self. My life should look extraordinarily different and should inspire others to want to change theirs as well. Not for my glory, but for God's. Not so that they can see, look how great Matt is, but so they can recognize, look how great I've been called to be too. And how can I answer that calling? By putting in more effort, by investing time and energy in these things that make me better, that make me into the person that God created me to be. And it really culminates in Scripture and in the Catechism, for me, in one of these reasons for the Incarnation. I think you can read these in the Catechism, uh, paragraphs 457 to 460, and this is probably paragraph 460. I should have looked this up beforehand, but um, I'll I'll verify. Um, But one one of the final—the final reason for the Incarnation, why Jesus became man— Is So that we could be partakers in the divine nature. Now, I know that's a very theological term, but basically what it means is we could participate in things that are divine, meaning recognize we have a divine origin that God created us to be divine sons and daughters, but sin corrupted that divinity. And we are confined just by this bodily humanity. We're not able to do everything that we should be able to do. We're not able to think in the way that we're supposed to be able to think, feel to the depth that we're able to feel. We're uh, dulled and limited by sin because it separates us from who God created us to be. And so when we claim our identity in Jesus Christ, when we recognize as baptized disciples of Jesus Christ, uh, we are called to be different and set apart. We begin to recognize there's something beyond, and there's this this longer passage in Second Peter chapter one, where this language comes from in the Catechism, being partakers in the divine nature, and it starts in verse three of Second Peter chapter one. Um, so I'm going to read a little bit and stop and go. So bear with me here, and then we'll kind of get into some practical things. But um, Peter is writing here um, to Christians, saying that. Jesus's divine power, his divine power has bestowed on us everything that makes for life and devotion through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and power. So when we know Jesus, we recognize that he's bestowed us with this divine power uh, to allow for us life and devotion. Okay. Through these things, he's bestowed on us the precious and very great promises so that through them you may come to share in the divine nature. There's that language after escaping from the corruption that is in the world because of evil desire desire so when you turn away from sin and you recognize that you share in this divine nature you recognize these precious and great promises god has given us for resurrection for new life it goes on for this very reason make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue virtue with knowledge Knowledge with self-control, self-control with endurance, endurance with devotion, devotion with mutual affection, mutual affection with love. This section here I really am zeroing in on because I'm going to talk about how to do this in mind, body and soul. And you see all those present here, you know, body with self-control and endurance. You see um, uh, mind with a knowledge um, and you see uh, soul with things like virtue, devotion love, mutual affection, all of these things are present in those different areas. Okay. Uh, Verse eight, if these are yours and increase in abundance, they will keep you from being idle or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I can't tell you how many people say that they are so busy and yet at the same time if you were to follow them around every day and calculate all the amount of time that they're wasting that they're sitting around on their phone on YouTube you know um, chit-chatting whatever it is not that some of that stuff isn't good or nice for a little reprieve or whatever but uh, watching Netflix or streaming things binging shows whatever it might be you'll realize like even if you are very busy you probably still waste a lot of time and so investing in these things, when these things are more abundant in our life, they keep us from being idle or unfruitful. Okay. Then it says in verse nine, anyone who lacks these things is blind and short-sighted, forgetful of the cleansing of his past sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more eager to make your call and election firm. In doing so, you will never... Stumble For in this way, entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be richly provided for you. So what this is saying here, do you want to go to heaven? You want to be a saint? You want to live a life of virtue? Invest in these things. Virtue. Supplement your faith with virtue, knowledge, self-control, endurance, devotion, mutual affection, and love. And how do we do that practically? Well, the thing that I've been sharing with people is to create a plan for yourself where every day, week, month, year, whatever it is, that you're committing to certain things to invest in your mind, your body, and your soul, and you set specific goals. This kind of corresponds to, I think, last week's episode where I talked about truth, goodness, and beauty, right? Like truth is investing in things of the mind, goodness and things of the body and what you do with your body to create good in the world and beauty things that you experience with your soul and the language that only our soul speaks, recognizing beauty being enraptured by it, creating it, expressing it, etc. Okay. So this is really an avenue of expressing our desire for truth, goodness, and beauty in Jesus Christ and trying to commit to certain things, mind, body, and soul that will draw us closer to him and closer to the people he's called us to be. So, uh, Maybe take out a piece of paper or open a note on your phone and just make like three different sections, mind, body and soul. And you can even make subsections of like daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, and try and set specific goals for each of these that are practical and realistic. All right. If you're like, I want to read a chapter or a whole book of the Bible every day and you're not reading the Bible at all. Not a great goal. But if you're like, I'm going to read five verses of scripture every day, that is a great goal because that is easy. You can do that in 30 seconds, like, and it develops the habit of opening the Bible and actually reading it. When I would teach guitar lessons, I would tell my students, "Um, I, I don't want you to cram right before a lesson and try and practice for an hour. Your calluses aren't developed, your skills not developed, you're not going to get anywhere. I want you to practice for five minutes a day. And at the very least, what I want you to do every single day is pick up your guitar, make a noise on it, and put it back down. That will take you 10 seconds. You can do it when you're running out the door. But I want you to be in the habit every day of picking up your instrument because you'll be more inclined to think of it, to make time for it, and to play it more often if you do that. And the students that did that had so much more success than even the students who would be like, all right, I'm going to block off three hours right before practice to kind of get in everything Matt told me. They still, it was like coming back to square one, even if they'd messed it all that time and it was so much better for those who just invested 5 10 15 minutes each day to do certain things okay so first category your mind investing in the pursuit of the truth what can this look like in your life this might be educational pursuits you know do you are you looking for better training in something in the workplace so you can get a promotion uh, do you want to learn a new skill do you want to get a new uh, a new degree go back to school or just get a, a certain certification or skill Is there a community class you can sign up for? Is there um, something you can do online, some certification program, anything like that? Um, There's also practical things to do just to stimulate your mind each day, like doing a puzzle, uh, learning things like reading, you know, committing to some kind of educational reading or reading for enjoyment still stimulates your mind. And gets you out of the very mind numbing practice of picking up your phone or looking at a screen, stimulating your eyes, lack, help making you lack in good sleep later on in the day, like really trying to limit that um, and trying to limit the ways that you do this being on a phone or a screen. I would really, really highly encourage that. Not that they're bad, but the more time we put on that, the more it's going to affect the other parts of us like our body, our awareness, our energy, etc. Um, This might be learning a new instrument, learning a new language. There are a lot of apps that can help you with that. But there's a lot of ways you can invest in your mind. Okay, doing a crossword puzzle in the morning, reading the paper, um, you know, reading an article a day on something that's interesting, subscribing to a podcast that's just interesting, thought stimulating facts or conversations, you know, about anything doesn't have to be spiritual. Um, there's great things out there that are both short and very long form, you know? And so you can kind of ask around or search, but something to stimulate you intellectually. Um, there are, I have tons of recommendations, but I'm not going to cram them all in here because they're all kind of specific or niche. So if you need some reach out and maybe I can give you some for something specific, but I think we're all equipped to be able to use Google and kind of find what those things might be. So how are you investing in your in your mind, making sure you're doing something every day, but then also committing to more long-term things, okay? So maybe your daily commitment is that um, I want to uh, learn an instrument, so I'm gonna practice for five minutes a day, okay? Maybe your weekly commitment is I want to have a lesson once a week. Monthly is I wanna have a a new song learned once a month, and maybe once a year I'm gonna play for, you know, a small group of friends or my family and put on a little concert at Christmas time or for someone's birthday or something like that. Okay. That can be just taking one skill and elongating it, you know, throughout the course of time. You can do that with any skill, learning a language, you know, that could be, I'm going to use Duolingo every day, every week, I'm going to meet with a tutor, or I'm going to practice with someone. We're going to have Spanish day in the house. So we're only speaking Spanish. Uh, Once a month, I'm going to try and do that out in the world on my own. Maybe I'm going to go, you know, into a, a community where they predominantly speak that language that's near me. Or I'm going to go to mass in that language or go to some kind of class or meeting in that language if it's available and try and see what I can get out of it. Uh, watching a movie in that language without subtitles. Great. Um, and then yearly, maybe making a, a travel or some kind of commitment to reach some kind of milestone by then. OK, um, same thing with training a certificate, acquiring a new skill. Those things are more programmatic and it's just about kind of adding it to your daily to do list. I want to you know, do a little section of this certification every day. And then each week I want to make sure I'm meeting the modules or starting a new one, depending on how long it is, you know, um, and then making sure you're setting goals for those different things. Okay. So that's your mind. Secondly is your body. You know, how do we uh, practice in uh, the, the art of goodness in taking care of ourselves so that we can go do good in the world? Uh, There are a lot of different ways. Oh, and by the way, I think I should also mention there are certain things on this, on your list that you can start committing not to do. Okay, so things not to do for your mind might be not spending so much time on my phone or on a screen, uh, limiting myself to one you know episode of a series each night instead of streaming a whole season. You know those things. They they may be enjoyable for you, but they really do dull your mind and stimulate your neurons and your your brain in such a way that make it more detrimental for you to go to sleep, for you to have good energy, for you to really feel focused. You'll feel more like you have brain fog. You're more prone to anxiety or depression when you spend a lot of time on screens. So all of that is scientifically documented and known. And so you can commit to not doing things each day or setting certain things that you're only going to do once a week or a month. Uh, to limit yourself as well, instead of just setting goals. Okay. So if you're struggling in any of these categories, think maybe what do I want to stop doing? And then once you stop doing that provides more time and energy to start doing other things. Okay. So, sorry, back to body. Um, This obviously is going to start with things like exercise and nutrition. Okay. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm eating well each day or I'm fasting until a certain time each day to really stimulate my metabolism and allow my body to start using what it has stored so I can, you know, have better energy. I want to commit to exercising or walking, you know, 30 minutes a day, whatever it is. Um, Also, things like making sure that you're getting to your doctor and dentist appointments. Um, If you need any kind of therapy, um, whether it's, you know, physical or mental, you know, emotional therapy, um, that all affects your body, you know, and and how your body's operating in how it experiences pain, trauma, how it's processing that, whether it's operating, you know, close to 100% or you're feeling really like, you know, bogged down, drained, etc. Things like stretching, you know, just stretching every morning for 10 minutes is super great for your overall cardiovascular health. Uh, If you're not a big running or exercise type of person and things like simple weightlifting things, even, um, you know, you can do with things around the house, but, um, you know, there are people who are like competition weightlifters and, you know, people who are health gurus who all swear by kettlebell swings and you can buy a kettlebell, they sell them at like TJ Maxx home goods, you know, you can buy one of those very easily and you learn that one move and you do maybe, you know, like a 40 reps of them in the morning when you get up after you stretch, like. And you do that twice a week, like some people swear by that and really say that it, it promotes their, uh, their metabolism, wakes their body up, builds strength. And it's one of those kind of full body moves that really works out all of your, your muscles. So anyway, random, random, you know, kind of very specific, uh, thing you could do, but, um, how, what does that look like for you? Okay. And again, think about what you want to stop doing. Does this mean you have to have higher temperance, uh, amount of temperance and, um, or completely cut out things like alcohol, smoking, um, sugar, junk food, etc. And then um, thinking about also ways that you can really calm and heal your body with things like uh, meditation. You know, not meditation maybe not in terms of prayer, meditative prayer, but really just like controlled breathing and relaxation. Those things are really good for your body and you can combine them with prayer and make it body soul, okay? These things don't need to be all compartmentalized and separate, okay? So daily might be, you know, um, certain types of movement, um, stretching, exercise, um, commitments to, you know, food. And I know, you know, I've shared my health journey with intermittent fasting and things like that. I did a few episodes on it a while back. I'm still you know, doing that in varying capacities each day, I've started going to the gym and, you know, that always changes through life, through different seasons. Um, you know, now that I'm going to gym, I need to consume more calories. So fasting doesn't work every day for me as well. Um, but I still do it. So, um, yeah, just things to kind of be aware of, but really look at that daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly. So maybe once a year, you want to run a, a 5k or a half marathon or a full marathon that can really work in reverse. Um, you know, uh, once a year, you want to make sure you're going to your physical. Okay. So what are you going to do to invest in your health in the interim every month? You know, um, doing some kind of outdoor physical activity or exercise, like a hike, a run with someone once a month, uh, weekly, maybe, um, I don't know, checking in with an accountability partner and seeing how you've been doing daily, making sure you're doing some kind of stretching, movement, uh, nutrition, things like that, fasting if you need to. And then when it comes to your body, you also want to be thinking about like chastity and purity, like things you do with your body uh, and desires of the flesh that are not fruitful or are not benefiting you or damaging your relationships, are there certain things you need to commit to stop doing? You know, certain boundaries you want to commit to have physically in your relationships. Those are things that are really good to put in these boxes as well, okay? And then lastly is your soul. How you experience beauty, how you experience the Lord, how you create that beauty, all those types of things. Um, and so this could be anything that you wanna to do to create um, to create beauty in the world and also that um, just kind of taps into your soul and those things that you that really give you spiritual life. So obviously the, f- the most important part of this is prayer, like daily prayer, daily conversation with the Lord, making sure you are committing to talking to him every single day and make that like, scheduled on your planner that's the benefit of doing this is that you can now see these goals and you can calendar them into your day into your week you can add them to your to-do list so that they will get done they don't just exist on a list somewhere that you hope you'll get to no you talk with them someone about them you prioritize certain ones and you get them on your calendar on your schedule and you have someone to keep you accountable okay prayer is so essential for that And so what does your daily prayer look like? Are you going to do it in the morning, in the evening, both? What is that? Do you block time off it on your schedule? Do you make sure you're getting up and going to bed at a decent time? That's another thing for body, your sleep patterns, uh, making sure you're avoiding things that are preventing that from happening. But back to soul, you know, what does that look like in your daily lived relationship with God? Uh, And so daily prayer, weekly uh, mass, obviously on Sundays, maybe once or twice throughout the week, if you can, a daily mass. Um, I've, I've been hearing it said, and I really wholeheartedly agree that if you're not committing to a holy hour every week, then you're not taking your prayer life seriously. And so is there an hour every week that you can commit to praying, um, even if it's out when you're on a walk doing something of your body, but you, you know, preferably in a chapel, in adoration, in a church where you're fully devoted, uh, your attention is on the Lord. You're not also worried about your form and how hot it is and how tired you are, et cetera. Like you're really able to enter into prayer. Uh, monthly might be confession. Spiritual direction, you know, going to that once a month. Uh, and then yearly might be a retreat, you know, making sure you have the opportunity to do that for yourself once a year. Um, that's something that we really should be doing. Um, so making sure those are different commitments that you have uh, and the things that are asked of us, fasting, prayer, almsgiving. Um, All of these different things that are asked and then other creative avenues of beauty or soul that might not necessarily be spiritual, but give you this kind of spiritual life and nourishment. So things like creating, drawing, making music, writing, gardening, uh, being with friends, you know, prioritizing, you know, social events. If you're an extrovert, making sure that you're committing to like, you know what, I want to prioritize having someone over for dinner once a week. Or having coffee with this particular friend once a week or once a month, you know, whatever your schedules can allow. If you have certain people in your life you really want to invest in, you know, um, making sure I call my mom once a week or I call my parents once a month, like whatever it is or every day, you know, whatever your relationship looks like. Making sure you are committing those things, putting them on paper and not just adding certain things on here that are like, oh, this would be good for my life because it will get me ahead. But really cultivating health and excellence for your, your, your ability to glorify God and serve him in the areas of mind, body, and soul. There are a lot of self-serving and selfish things you can put on here. Um, so if your goals for body with exercise and nutrition are to lose weight so you can look good, um, you might want to try and reframe that more so as, I want to be healthy. I want to be a good steward of my body. And if you're finding yourself turning to very vain, vapid, or prideful reasons for some of these goals, cross those out and invest in the ones first that are really going to help you get closer to the Lord, live your life as a disciple, inspire other people to faith, and really help you lean into the person that God created you to be. So I've been having a lot of conversations like that lately, how to live an ordered life. I hope that's beneficial to you. And again, I wanna say if you're in a serious relationship, especially if you're engaged or married, I'd really recommend that you do this separately, like communicate that you wanna do this, listen to this podcast together to give you a framework and then come together and compare and then see if there's certain things you can combine and add to each other's lists. Like, can we go together to confession once a month or can we make sure that we are providing time in our schedules so the other person can go have a holy hour every week. Uh, that we can make sure we put on the calendar when we're going to do our own annual, annual retreats or a married couple retreat, like married in- marriage encounter, whatever it is, so that you can support one another. And then every month or maybe every week, if you want to check in with one another, you know, affirm each other for the good that you see is happening. And you can do this with an accountability partner, even if you're not in a relationship, but um, especially if you're married or in a serious relationship, engaged, you know, affirm one another. uh, What was something that the other person did that was, you know, really incredible that week? How'd they make you feel loved that week? What are the things that you guys can do better in your own um, desires for accountability, your boundaries, your goals? Uh, You can talk about things that you need to talk about, like practicalities of the schedule of that week, your finances, how that's going, et cetera. But really having that time that's scheduled where you can check in with one another uh, in the morning, in the evening, over coffee, over a meal, uh, and really make that kind of a special element of your date night or your connecting to really support one another in these goals. Because this is what it means to live an excellent life, a life of a disciple who's really devoted to following Jesus. We don't ignore the things and the opportunities that he's putting in front of us to really invest in our mind, body, and soul uh, and really protect them against temptations to the world, the flesh, and the devil or really allow sin and bad habits to creep in and dull our mind and, and tire our body and bring despair to our soul. And that really describes a lot of people that I encounter in the world. It describes a lot of elements of our culture, what we're seeing with like the mental health crisis and how COVID amplified that and we all need this you know, and, and I obviously bring the spiritual element to it. I really believe that's who we're created to be, but anybody can do this. And so I just want to encourage you to think about this, bring it to prayer, bring it for your own reflection, set some goals for yourself, reach out if you have any questions, other ideas that I didn't mention, or you need clarification on anything that was said, but I pray and hope that's beneficial to you. And it really begins some things that will really change your life. So it is more ordered and it's ordered toward what we're all created for, and that's heaven, sainthood, relationship with God, being the person that God created you to be, first and foremost. Not to get ahead in life or in the world, to hustle, to look good for other people, to feel superior, no. Not for your own achievement, no. But for the glory of the Lord and who he created us to be in service to him and his mission so that other people will look at us and be like, why are you so healthy? Why are you so happy all the time? Why do you feel so full of life? I want some of that. And we can then share with them the good news of Jesus Christ. That, my friends, is all I have for you this week. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, I will see you in the Eucharist. God bless.